Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ah, ever get the feeling you've been cheated? This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Welcome back to the show that never says never. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by Chris Sinzak. And man, we're doing something today that we said we weren't going to do. And I know you got a lot on your mind. I know you got a lot on your chest you want to get off. But what do you want to say to just kind of get this started here today? Well, as you heard the intro music, if I knew then what I know now. Um, <laughs> well, at least we learned our lesson a year ago. We did. Uh, I'll just say it's been solidified in the last couple of days. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I have a lot of stuff I want to say about the recent uh, developments in the Vinnie Vincent world. But uh, we have a uh, an interview we want to get to first with Joe D'Angelo, who was the tireless worker who uh, put him and Andy Moyen put together the Kiss Cruise Gathering. Somebody and else who has a lot to get off their chest. That's right. Joe has some stuff he wants to say as well. Um, we recorded this uh, just about a week ago, and uh, we had Joe on, and, and you know we'll get his whole thoughts on the whole process of uh, booking Vinny and what led up to the the gathering in Miami and you know and Vinny's performance, and then also near the end of the talk we get into our thoughts about the upcoming Memphis concerts. Right, because we've got some recent news that we got, but we're going to save that till the very very end. Yeah. So when the whole show is over, we're coming back and we're going to wrap it up with the current news going on yeah. with Vinny Vincent. And I think the thing to remember here is. We've done a lot of Vinnie Vincent specials and episodes over the years, you know, and at one time we were probably the most ardent supporters of Vinnie Vincent. But one thing that the Vinnie Vincent specials all had in common, one through six, that brings us right up to today, is that, you know, you and we have always talked to people that have had experiences with Vinnie Vincent and wanted to tell their stories about it, you know. So that's the, the common thread that ties all these Vinnie Vincent specials together, and that is no different here today. Right. So, so that's you, why we're yeah. able to keep this going. If we, we take that same attitude, there's no reason that we have to stop doing it. There might be, yeah, there, there may be more after this. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, I'm guessing the way yeah. things are going, yeah, there's going to be yeah. probably plenty of people that want to talk about their experiences 
experiences with Vinnie Vincent. Yeah, good and bad. And um, but yeah, I have a few things I want, definitely want to talk about with the recent developments. But we got to get some business. Okay, out of yeah, let's hold off to all that because we got a great conversation we're going to get to here today, and then we're going to get to that at the end of the show. But you know, like you said, we got to take care of the business just like we always do. So let's start it out like this: some sweet, sweet reviews. This one, let's see, do we have? We got a. Facebook recommendation. All yes. right. And it comes to us from Kristen Schembeck. Awesome. A girl, Chris. I know. The, a girl likes us. The 3% of our listeners. <laughs> that may be a little high. Her recommendation goes a little something like this. I recommend the whole shebang from start to finish. That's what I recommend. Even the commercials are entertaining. They talk about the bands I love, and I found out about bands I didn't know existed. It's an awesome show. So glad I found this show, Mighty K. The picture included is a picture of me singing Pantera. Great episode on September 17th. Walk in a cool bar in Atlanta, Georgia. One of my favorite bands. Saw them live. Thank God. Wow. What an awesome review. That is an awesome review and a cool picture. She's up there rocking out some Pantera. You got to love that. And Kristen, you're a girl after my own heart because I finally got some praise for the commercials that we put into the show. <laughs> <laughs> I always work hard trying to find really cool commercials to put in there. See, people care, man. They care. It's nice to know that the uh, work is appreciated. <laughs> Thank All right, you. well, it looks like we don't have any iTunes reviews or Podchaser reviews, so you guys know what you got to do. Get on the case with that. We like to get that standing jacked way up on iTunes. Yes. Those reviews are real important to us. At least we ain't got none from no stupid bots this week. Not this week, no. But, you know, that's all right. So take care of us in that respect, please. Yes. But people that we know always have our backs. We love them so much. They're our geeks of the week. Yeah, these are the people that shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter. Last week's Albums Unleashed episode on Anthrax's State of Euphoria. A lot of good feedback on that one. Thanks uh, to Sean Franklin for coming on. I'm so excited for that album. Me too. Uh, Geeks of the Week this week are Samuel Wetz, Anthony Visconti, Martin Winham, Sean Cullen, Decibel Geek TV, Rockin' Ron Runyon, Derek Novak, Brad Kalmanson, Simon Cat, Adam Cox, Mark Alden Taylor from Freeform Rock Podcast. Joe Lascon, Kevin Williams, Greg Troyan, Jay Shibluski, James West, The Bakery Podcast, Aaron Baker, Darren Lanou, Ian Wiley from Rock and Metal Combat, Andy LaFon, Dan Nation, Chuck Noseworthy, Joseph Capone, Shay Hargett, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Mike Parnell, Tom Cullen, Christopher Stokes, Ernesto Aguiar, and of course, the, the Mooger Fooger. Yes, thank you to everybody that shared last week's episode, our awesome conversation with Sean Franklin, all about the 30th anniversary release of Anthrax State of Euphoria. You guys make sure you get out there and pick that out. Support the bands. Keep them alive. Keep rock and roll alive. That's what it's all about. And uh, yeah, so here we are. Yes. Vinnie Vincent special number six. Yes. You ready? Yeah, let's get into it. Here's our talk with Joe D'Angelo. So, Jody Angelo, welcome to Decibel Geek. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad to be here. All right. So, with your history, this is the you worked on the um, Kiss Cruise pre-party, which is called the Gathering. And was this the third year you've done that? I've actually done this for two years with Andy. Last year was my first. Um, it was in New Orleans, and that's kind of a hometown for me. Mm. I don't live there, but I love it. So, I have a you know background. So, I got involved last year. Gotcha. And, right you, and your history with booking events like this and working with, with rock stars and stuff goes back a, a ways, correct? 
<laughs> I might be giving away my age, but uh, yeah, I've probably been doing this for about 25 to 27 years, something like that. Wow, cool. Nice. And uh, so you've worked with uh, people on all levels of stardom, I'm assuming. You know, I, and, and I've worked with some guys that weren't that big when they when I worked with them that are now untouchable. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun, too, to see the progression. But yeah, you know, everything from local bands to booking national artists. Right. I'm always curious about the mind of a promoter. How does somebody, you know, start out and say, I want to do that? You know, what makes you think to want to go that route? And where do you go to even get started with something like that? Well, for me, I was a failed musician. I played guitar for years in, in bands and, uh, I booked my band 150 times a year and all the bands that we were playing with were like, dude, where are you getting all these gigs? And I was like, I just go get them, you know, and I started booking my friends bands for some extra money. And then I found out I was a much better manager slash promoter than I ever was a musician. So wow. I kind of shifted career paths young. I was probably 18 or 19 when I shifted. Similar to my story. I just started a hell of a lot later than you did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the failed musician part for sure. Okay. So, and I'm assuming you are you grew up a Kiss fan, correct? You know what? Yes. I really dove hard into Kiss when I met my wife 30 years ago. She bleeds Kiss. I always liked Kiss, but it wasn't until her that I became passionate about them and what they are and knew about the whole fandom and, you know, how you can literally live your entire life in Kiss. It's um, That's awesome. Sounds like you married up. Yeah, it's funny because I, I did the vault experience on the boat, and that was the first thing Gene said when he saw me and my wife. Now, he's met us before, but he looked at her, and he goes, you know you're married up, right? And I said, yeah, I do. Great minds think alike, I guess, then, huh? Yeah. I guess so. And then you said, stay away from her, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, well, this gathering Kiss Cruise pre-party, like from, you know, I, I neither of us have been lucky enough to go down there and be part of the cruise or anything, but just from afar, I mean, this is a, a major event, and like and like both years you've done it have been huge. And I, I was watch, I've watched the footage from both years. And good Lord, man, you guys pack out the place yeah. every year. Well, you know, the, when you're doing bands for a living anyway, there's ways you just do things to promote and or, and or advertise, however you need to do it. But the great part of it is with the Kiss Cruise, you've got two, 3,000 people there coming on the onto the boat that are going to be in the town anyway. So it, it gives you a great place to start from. For right. sure. And um, this year, the uh, well, you had a lot of, of a lot of kiss related guests this year, Lydia, Chris, and, and, and others and four by fate played. And well, obviously let's just get down to it. Vinnie Vincent was basically your marquee guest. And uh, we certainly want to get the, the scoop, especially as someone who's worked with him myself on the whole experience on how it got started, how you made contact and uh, just let you roll from there. Well, basically, when last year's party ended in New Orleans, we had such a huge crowd, such a great turnout, and such an awesome vibe from everybody. We both knew, Andy and I, that, that we were going to go right right into this year's party. So we just didn't stop. The second we got off the cruise ship, which was November of last year, I was staying in New Orleans. Um, I, had a, I had basically booked the hangar by the time I was done in New Orleans. So that part of it was good. By the end of December, 4 by Fate was pretty much locked up. Um, and they were going to be the headliner. And then, of course, Vinny comes out in January mm-hmm. um, down in Atlanta, and everybody's fawning over Vinny Vincent. So it seemed like the logical step for us was to add that attraction, if you will, to the event. So I started reaching out, making some contacts, and uh, one thing led to another. We connected, and we booked him to do the Tuesday meet and greet, which was going to be Tuesday, 
day, like morning, and then at night would be the gathering party. Mm -hmm. um, one thing led to another. Uh, we decided to add the Monday and have Monday and Tuesday back-to-back -back days with Vinny. And it seemed from the start like an excellent idea. Sure. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> things don't always uh, things aren't always what they seem. Um, although I will say the fans had an amazing time. I know that many people had good experiences with him, and you know he did show up and perform. And although he was definitely not in practice, I think you, you can tell he doesn't play much these days. And if he does, he's just he's lost a little bit of his chops. He was there and he was playing, so I give him credit for doing that. And he was in the makeup too, which I thought was kind of interesting. I wasn't so I wasn't expecting him to wear the makeup on stage, but mm -hmm. um, I think that's the persona he wants to put out there these days, anyway. So it right. worked for him. So when you were in the lead up to this whole event, I understand that things got a little uh, a little crazy in the, the the planning. I mean, I'm assuming it was was it if it was anything like my experience. Basically, it seems like smooth sailing early on. Things are agreed to. And then things start getting changed. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, pretty much that is – that pretty much sums up working with Vinny. You know, I think – you know, Gene, Gene summed it up the best when, when – Gene Simmons, of course, um, when he said that, you know, Vinny is the most self-destructive person he's ever met. You know, Vinny has an opportunity right now at coming off the gathering to completely rebuild his career. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced of that. Um, whether or not he does it will remain to be seen. Yeah. yeah, we've been saying that for years, you know, when when he did show back up in Atlanta, you know, there wasn't nobody too much more excited about it than Chris and myself, because we've been singing the guy's praises for years. You know, his his work with Kiss and his work with Vinnie Vincent Invasion, I think, stands alone, you know, musician wise. The guy is awesome, you know, and we really wanted to see that big comeback and see something great happen for him. And, you know, after Atlanta, it looked like, you know, like you said yourself, people were excited about it, that he was back. And we got swept up into that, too, you sure. know, after pulling for the guy for so long to see it where, okay, now he's actually set up. He could come back. He really could do something. But, yeah. you know, it kind of remains to be seen what ends up happening with all of it. But it is sure taking some twists and turns. You know, it has. And it's unfortunate because they're all his doing, um, you know, good or bad. Um, he makes his own decisions. And I think what he really needs, to be honest with you. Um, he needs someone like well, – I don't want to say like me because I don't mean me, but someone who does what I do for a living, mm -hmm. someone who professionally takes a musician and says, sit down, shut up, do what you're good at and let me do what I'm good at and we'll all make money. Like uh, Doc McGee to a kiss. You know what I'm saying? Right. Obviously, he's not going to get someone at that caliber, but there are plenty of people like me in my line of work who could take him and help him and, and put him on a path and – make a lot of money with the guy for him and for the person doing it. But I don't think Vinny will ever allow that to happen. And again, brings back to the full circle of the, you know, the self-destruction part that Gene had mentioned. Yeah. And, um, who did you deal with behind the scenes, uh, through all the negotiations for all this? Who was the guy kind of running the show for him? Well, it was Randy uh, Dietrich for the longest time. Uh -huh. And then I, I was under the impression um, that he kind of, wasn't working with Vinny for a little while and then he came back and um so for a little while I had to deal with an attorney and it was just um you know it was sometimes it was really even hard I went months without speaking to Vinny at all so I had no idea where his head was and what the situation was mm -hmm. and then I come to find out you know we were under contract for like 
five months, maybe six months. And he booked Chiller in New Jersey, which I wouldn't care about. I can care less where he does events. It's not going to affect me. My event was sold out, except for the fact that he booked it to run straight through the day before he was supposed to be in Miami. And Chiller was in New Jersey. Right. Okay. And he wanted to drive because he doesn't like to fly. Yeah. I don't know, you know, if he's got a car that they, from the Jetsons or something where he can, you know, <laughs> here's my boy Elroy hopping in a, in a floating car and zapping down to Miami in three hours. But that's not going to happen in today's world. And I that caused a little bit of a rift with me, to be honest with you, because that put a, a huge monkey wrench or a big question mark on where my event was going to wind up. Right. So I'm glad that it did turn out well and that he did make it there. He had to cancel the last day of Chiller to make it happen. Yeah. But it but he did. And, you know, again, the lawyers made sure that things turned out the way they needed to. Yeah, but you you had to employ basically legal muscle to to make things run correctly. I you know what, if you're in this business, you have attorneys and you use them when you need them or things don't work. Right. And what happens is you wind up building a bit of a reputation that people know this guy is going to do what he says he's going to do and if I don't, he's going to come after me. Right. And that's pretty much what it is, you know. Yeah. Someone breaches a contract that leaves you, you know, losing money. You have legal recourse to to pursue it. Right. So, absolutely, you know, I I'm not afraid to get a lawyer on on speed dial. Yeah, and how does it how does working with him compare to working with other artists you've done these things with? Well, let me just say I won't work with them again. Yeah, I've worked with a lot of artists that, and I'm particular. I when I hire someone, artist or not and we have a job to do, do your job. When you're done with your job, you get paid, you go home. I have a job to do too. I do my job, I get paid, I go home. And I prefer to work with those type of people. Right. So when he does finally show up in Miami, I mean, what's the mood like when he gets there? Well, you know, surprisingly good. I mean, all the people, look, I have to say this about Vinny, Mm. and this is a positive thing. He's great to the fans. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's the people that he works with in business that he doesn't seem to treat the same way. Um, and I, I truly believe that's a sense of paranoia where he feels everyone's out to get him. And that may be from his past and things that have bothered him over the years, but that's not, that wasn't the case with me. And I don't think he ever saw me as anything more than someone who was out to try to rip him off or something like that. So, but the mood was great. Everybody loved it. Um, Monday we, we had a, a, a thing going at the holiday Inn. um, where the event was, where they had like special kiss theme menus. They had special drinks and special pink cups with Vinny's face on it. I mean, they wow. really got into it, and everybody had a blast. We had a DJ cranking. Uh, they were playing the kiss music all day long, and everybody was singing. And we had the kiss karaoke, and you know, it what turned out to be just a waiting room where everybody was waiting to go and get in line to do their meet and greets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wound up being this huge party, and everybody had a really good time. So. You know, when you're a promoter and you look back at something, you tend to remember what the takeaways are. And the takeaways from the fans were that they had one hell of a time. Yeah, it's it's gotten nothing but rave reviews. I mean, like everyone that I know that was there, and I knew quite a few people that were there, just had a blast. And, I mean, you and Andy, I, I, as somebody who's also puts on things like this, my hat's off to you guys because it, it was a massive undertaking, uh, especially with the amount of guests you had, the amount of people coming for this thing. And you did it. I mean, it, I, it's it came off incredibly well. And also, I've heard from a lot of people 
very well organized. Lines didn't get stalled for hours like we've heard on past events that he's done. And it just seemed like it flowed really well and everybody had a good vibe from the whole thing. Well, you know, and again, with the meet and greets, you know, when people were waiting in line, see, my thought was I hate it when you go and do these type of meet and greets and you got to wait and you there's 200 people trying to get through. You know, you're in line for five hours yeah. and, you know, you, you want to meet the the, uh, the celebrity, whomever it, it may be. And I've done it my my darn self, to be honest with you. But well, what I figured was, look, we got this waiting room area. People are have drinks and, and we had a, a bar with food. I'm like, we'll call you in groups of 20. That's a good idea. Yeah. So one through 20 lined up and, you know, 21 through 200 were out drinking. That's a good idea. So their number got called. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I've I've heard from well, I we experienced the lines in Atlanta. The the that was uh that was a mess and I, I wish they had employed that same idea with grouping people. That's that's a much smarter way of handling it. Yeah, cuz I had yeah, to have Chris it, hold it, my spot while I ran to the bar. That's true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but so well, sorry, so he gets there, he does the meet and greets, those go good. And then on Tuesday um I did see some photos from Soundcheck. Uh so did he sound check with 4 by Fade? He sound checked Monday uh, Monday after the meet and greet. Um, basically, Four by Fate were adamant that he did a sound check with them because you know these guys are pros. Yeah, and I got to really tell are. you, we're talking about Vinny, but Four by Fate deserves they deserve a pedestal, man. They they kicked it, and they were absolutely some of the most professional people I've ever worked with. Um, but that being said, you know to prove their professionalism they wanted to make sure that their, them and Vinny got together and blasted through the two songs they were going to do work, work on the ending mm-hmm. you know they, they 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 just wanted it to be right, right. and um and they did and it, it turned out well they, they jammed for about a half hour it was enough to get all the bugs worked out and the rest is history i guess well let me ask you this i i remembered hearing something about that he was going to do i love it loud and all hell's breaking loose and then he did end up doing i love it loud and lick it up yeah, well, um, again, you know, <laughs> you can't always get what you think you're getting, you know, and then we had agreed upon those first two songs, All Hell's Breaking Loose and I Love It Loud. Yeah. Um, and then he didn't want to do it. So, you know, even it was always agreed upon and advertised, he changed his mind. And then that was the two songs that he said he was going to do. And he did mention, you know, and if you noticed, he also said that, you know, the solos were at were at his discretion, basically. Hmm. And and he actually didn't do any of the solos. Pat Gasparini from Four by Fate mm-hmm. uh, took care of that. Yeah, and he uh, tore it and, up. And he tore it up, man. He really was good. That guy is just way underrated as oh, a guitar yeah. player. He was great, but I know. I mean, I have to say, as people that have admired Vinny's playing for years, it, it was it was a bit of a strange thing to, that he wasn't taking solos. Do you have any idea why he wasn't I'd playing solos? I call it solos? a major letdown. Yeah, you know, for people that were you know, excited to see it. I think people wanted to see him get up there and shred like Vinny used to shred. Yeah, I and I, I guess the the bottom line is one of two things: either one, he can't shred like that anymore, and therefore didn't want to try to and and not do it right. Um, and or two was so nervous and or uncomfortable about being on stage for the first time in over 20 years. Yeah, that's a good possibility. Uh, you know, that, too. that could very well have been it. I mean, I, I and again, having worked with Vinny for almost the, the, the better part of a year, um, you know, he he's a he's an interesting personality, to say the least. Right. So and I, I wouldn't doubt it if it was, you know, pure nervousness and worry that just kept him from doing the solos. 
You know, and what we've learned about Vinny Vincent over the years, and especially when we had him on the show, I think there's a maybe a third possibility, too, where, like he said, that time back in the day when he was overseas and he was supposed to play with that band, and he just kind of mimicked it and didn't really do nothing, he told us that day that I wasn't getting paid what it's worth for me to play the guitar. You know, I wonder if it, he feels like, you know, if I tear it up and start ripping these solos right now, you know, maybe I should save it for for something else that memphis thing or whatever you know it, it's i know it's a stretch but devil's advocate i mean it's a possibility i guess i mean he's sure. been known to think that way and and here's the thing you know as a musician myself or someone who always fancied himself one a, a guitar player nevertheless you play the guitar because you love to play it right um and and you don't say well i play it because i get paid that's not a true guitar player i i don't think right. um but you know as as far as Vinny's concerned I wouldn't doubt it if that was in his head. Uh, the monetary aspect is is foremost in his in his decision making process. But there wasn't a, a him coming to you going for another two K. I'll play this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm surprised by that. But no, I, I I think he learned by about July or August. We had a um an, a separate business endeavor that went awry. Uh, and I think at that point he realized I, I wasn't one to take much of his shit, uh, pardon the expression. Um, I, I'm just not that kind of guy. Mm. Uh, and then he, and then they ended up playing Cold Gin together. And, I mean, honestly, he looked very lost on that song. Um, I did I did text a little bit with John Regan, and he, and he said, I want to make it clear we did not sound check that song. So there, there wasn't – he said yeah. that they had no time to rehearse that together. But, like, where was that decision from? Was that just an on-the-spot decision to play that song? That event had about, I don't know, about eleven or 1,200 people in the audience, and I'd say half of them were from overseas, mm-hmm. and they went berserk because none of them have ever had the opportunity to do all the meet and greets and such with Vinny as we Americans have had here in the States because right. he hasn't done anything. So long story short, they were going berserk and cheering for him, and I think he fed off it. I, I think he enjoyed them cheering for him. And he looked at the guys and said, you want to do another song? And they kind of looked at each other and heard Cole Jin. He said, Cole Jin. And he just threw it out there. He was contracted to do two songs, but actually mm-hmm. played a third. on. on and, and again, I think that was from you know feeding off the fans. And look, it, it was contagious. I mean, people who were out there, they have no clue what the people who in business deal with, with the guy. They see him as Vinnie Vincent, yeah. the one member of KISS they've never met. Right. And that's what it was for them. And uh, so I'm glad in that sense that as as a KISS fan, I'm glad I was able to help other fans, you know, check that off the bucket list, if you will. Right. That's cool. For sure. And I and I agree with you because it's um, and I've told, you know, after my experience with him and the back and forth that got put out publicly with me and him, um, a lot of people, go, you know, I don't like him anymore, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, whatever happened between me and him should not make somebody else not be a fan or whatever. I mean, right. that, I'm not I'm not about to tell somebody to not like somebody because they did me wrong or right. or, or I perceive they did me wrong. But it, it's true though. If it, like if it's just a fan artist thing, he's about the best there is cuz sure. he he's truly great with the fans. Yeah, we met him in Atlanta. He was super cool. Really to nice. Us. And yeah. um, and I don't take that away from him at all. And I I haven't heard one person that's met him at any of these convention appearances say that, you know, he was a jerk or anything. They've always had glowing reviews. It's just, once you decide to work with him, it's a, it's a very different story. 
Yeah, basically. And almost anybody that's worked with them has had a story of some sort. Um, oh, I know, didn't tell I guess, you. I forgot to tell you. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? That's a dubious honor, man. Well, there's a lot of us. so. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Did, so have you heard from him at all since the experience? No, I haven't. I don't expect to. Right. So is that really the worst of it? Was just, you know, trying to stay a day later at the chiller thing and not showing up on time for you? Was that the, the biggest problem he gave you? Well, there were, there were a lot of um, back and forth, shall we say. Um, and, you know, and part of the problem was is that, that uh, and I have to be honest with you guys, um, when I, and your listeners too, when I originally uh, planned on doing that separate uh, business venture with him that went awry, I signed a non-disclosure agreement, mm. which unfortunately bars me from, you know, saying some of the things to, to answer that question honestly. But long story short, no, there were a lot of back and forth, a lot of up and downs, you know, uh, mostly downs uh, that just needed to be constantly ironed out. And it would be, it got to the point where I just couldn't wait for the event to be over. Um, and that's sad because it was such an awesome event and I had looked forward to doing it so much. And then, you know, the flip side of it is it, it kind of took away from the good in like, like working with four by fate who were total pros or Bob Kulik, who was one of the nicest guys. My God, I got to tell you, I my first dealings with, with Bob and I hope it's not my last because he's such an easy guy to work with. He's all the above. You know, it when you have all the good things being overshadowed by such negativity all the time, it does weigh you down. Sure. And by the end, when it was, you know, Andy and I had, you know, had butted heads because of it more than once. And th- it just caused problems. It was constant stress and problems. So at least in that sense, I, when, it, when the thing was over, I was, I was elated that it was over. Yeah. But like I said, in my hindsight and looking back at it, I really – I remember all the positives and all the people chanting and all the people that came up to me on the Kiss Cruise and said, dude, thank you so much. That was awesome. That's why I do it. You know, That particular event is not for money. That's for charity and it's for me. It's, it's to make me feel good about helping other Kiss fans. I'm a Kiss fan. I want to put on a party that's so damn cool. I want to go to it. Right. So Shoot, yeah. that way other Kiss fans feel that way too. Yeah. And that's Man, if if you're having a party, you just can't go wrong with Four by Fate. Oh, they were amazing. They were so good. I I got to pick them up from their hotel and drive them to the you know sound check, and they a couple of times I was their shuttle service, so I got to hang with the guys like one on one for a while. And what a bunch of laid back, easygoing guys, and, and they're total pros, consummate pros. Their um their stage manager, his name's Chopper. Um, he he deserves a, a total hat tip as well. He was amazing pulling everything together, uh, getting the back line together, getting the sound to sound as awesome as it was. He did it all. I mean, the, 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 the guy was awesome. That just goes to show you the level of professionalism from those guys, from the guy that does their sound all the way up through the band. It's 100% pro. Yeah. And it, it, I, 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 I'm looking forward to working with him again. Yeah, and I was I was actually you know, and of course they played some Fraley's Comet stuff because of the the connection yeah. there. But I, I was honestly really impressed with the stuff off of their CD Relentless that they played live. That stuff comes across really well live. They're I mean they they have a really good chemistry in that band. Yeah, very much so. And if you don't have the album Relentless, you should check it out for those the, the listeners that don't um, have it. That is, I I actually found out about Four by Fate. I guess about three years ago, they, they, they did a festival here in Jersey called the Rock Carnival, which was run by someone, unfortunately, 
um, in my line of work who just ripped everybody off, but didn't rip those guys off. But long story short, they were great. And the guy I was with, my, my buddy Tom, he's, he's like, oh, you don't know who these guys are? It's the guy, it's Todd Howard, it's John Randy's talking. I'm like, no, I'm, I know Todd and John, but I didn't know they were in a band. So um, the next thing I know, I'm I'm digging deep into the man, and I really enjoyed them. And when we decided to do this party, I'm like, we got to get these guys. Oh yeah. And um, rest is history. Those guys really, they they were a great addition. And I got to tell you, the whole lineup was great. 1984, which was the the Van Halen tribute, started the uh, show. And it's not easy to pull off Van Halen, man. No. You've got to be good. Oh yeah. And these guys were great. You know, and of course, the Kiss America, the Kiss tribute band. I, I think they're going to be on next year's bill as well. Uh, they're, they, they were that good, and it's tough when you see a Kiss tribute band. It's usually one of two things: you usually got a band that looks really good but doesn't sound all that great, or you got a, a band that sounds awesome because they're musicians in Kiss makeup that don't necessarily look like Kiss. Right. These guys have the chops musically, and. They look like Kiss in their outfits to the point where it's you. I mean, you 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 buy it. You know what I'm saying? Their Paul probably looks a little less like Paul than he'd like, but other than that, he sounds phenomenal. So anyway, long story short, the the lineup was just great from top to bottom, and I think everybody had a really great time. <laughs> album by slaughter it's a musical revolution destined to return you to the days when rock and roll was just that revolution by slaughter psychedelic groove flower power addicting melodies and all that revolution the new album from slaughter on sale may 20th from cmc international records Tommy Shaw, Jack Blade, and Michael Cartoloni. Jam Yankees, 7.30 December 9th, on stage at the Luth Arena. America's Rock and Roll Band. Jam Yankees, with special guests. Water, plus Jackal. Serve seats at the Duluth Arena box office in Ticketmaster, or charge by phone. by cellar door. All right, before we get back into our conversation with Joe D'Angelo talking about all things recent Vinnie Vincent, and remember, we still got that big update coming up at the end of the show, so stick around for that. But in the meantime, well, over at headquarters, yeah, I'm talking about decibelgeek.com. We got some really cool stuff going on, including brand new album reviews for Stars Aligned, Roadkill, and Reese. It's a new project by former Accept singer David Reese. Remember him from back in the day from Eat the Heat? Yeah. That's a good album. I love that album. I have a hard time considering it an Accept album because it's so much different than everything else they've done. But that's one of them old albums like Stand Alone. Right. It's badass. It is. It's really good. So check that out. Also, you're going to find an interview with Logical Terror and live photo galleries of Night Ranger, L.A. Guns, Striper, and Kicks, among many others. 
some of our favorite bands right there. Yeah, there's always a lot of stuff at decibelgeek.com. Make sure you go there, bookmark it, check it out every day. It's always got new content on there. And of course, every episode of the Decibel Geek podcast, including all the Vinnie Vincent specials. Yeah, there's a lot of them there. Like I said, we're at number six, but there's been a lot of other Vinnie Vincent stuff over the years. Tons. So, you know, if, if you still love Vinnie Vincent after all this... <laughs> There's still plenty of stuff for you to check out in the archives that still does celebrate Vinnie Vincent, believe it or not. Yeah. Man, always all kinds of cool stuff going on over at DecibelGeek.com. Of course, check out Rock and Ron Runyon over at Decibel Geek TV. He's got the Coon Brothers going on. It's a video podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a lot of friends in this podcasting world, you know. Check them out. You heard some of the names that were Geeks of the Week. Talking about, like, Talk To Me, Rock and Metal Combat, you know, Cobras mm-hmm. and Fire, the Canadian Geeks drinking beer, chatting metal, yep. you know, all the KISS podcasts that we love, you know. Don't just support us. Get out there and support all these other podcasts as well. And if you love what we're doing here on Decibel Geek, then you might feel like once a week is not enough for you. You need more. Mm-hmm. More Decibel Geek. Well, guess what? I've got the answer, and the answer is Patreon. That's right, patreon.com. All you got to do is go there and look up Decibel Geek, and what you're going to find is an opportunity for yourself to become more involved in what we're doing here, have more of a say in what goes into this show. And on top of that, you're going to get hours and hours and hours hours of extra content that we've been creating for years now we've been doing it for you so when the day came and you were like yes i want to become a decibel geek vip well man it's a special day because you've got all kinds of stuff to listen to and enjoy that chris and i have created we've been doing chris and aaron show for a long time now we've done all kinds of different extra things we're planning on new things everybody always talks about Camaro's cutout bin. It's mm-hmm. kind of become a legendary thing around here. We're bringing it back and we're doing it. We're adding a new twist to it and we're doing it exclusively for our Decibel Geek VIPs. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, we got Torpedo Dudes. Yeah. Our very own Kiss podcast. Been talking doing. about that for a couple of weeks now. I think it's ready to debut. Yeah. And uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's, it's a, if you want you want, you love hearing us talk about Kiss, you want to hear about it every week. We're gonna give it to you, right? And so you know that works great for the Kiss fans. And like I said, you know not everybody's a Kiss fan. What's wrong with you? Just kidding. I know not everybody can be a Kiss fan. So you know we've always got extra stuff over there with the Chris and Aaron show to make it good for everybody. True, but with Torpedo Dudes, we're making this available on the very lowest tier, so the dollar tier. You get to be you get you know? to listen to the to the Kiss podcast every week. And since Amazon don't love us no more, we need some VIPs. We do. Otherwise, we're going to get the power shut off, and that could be the end. Yeah, so, we don't uh, want that. Yeah, you so, don't want that. So go to patreon.com slash decibelgeek and uh, yeah, join. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Like, see, then you get access to that uh, exclusive Facebook group too. Yes. You know, that's an important thing to us because that's where we communicate with the people that we consider to be our inner sanctum. You know, mm-hmm. the people that care enough about Decibel Geek to support us by becoming VIPs. We have a highly esteemed place for these people in our hearts, and you could become one of them. So it's real easy. It helps us out, and you get a ton of stuff for yourself. Everybody wins. Yep. It's beautiful. It's, it's like one of those things where you, you say you're going to do something. And then you do it, and you deliver the goods, and everybody loves it, and they love you for it, mm-hmm. and they're glad to pay their hard-earned money to keep it going. It's just a concept. Yeah, it's a good you know? way to support the show. And we can feel conf- confident in saying it's a way to support the show. Right, yeah. Nobody's that that concept escapes some people, but yeah. it does not escape us. No, we love Patreon. Thank you. Yes. All right, we ready to get back now into I it? No, I think we're ready. All right, here's our t- the continuation of our talk with Jody Angel. Hey, you're just a little water bottle. 
so I wanted while we had you on the line, I wanted to we're you know we're making this a Vinnie Vincent special, which is what we swore we would never do, but uh, <laughs> but but for you we uh, we're bringing it back. But um, the uh, obviously the next thing on his plate is these two shows in Memphis. Um, do you know anything about these concerts, or do you have any any ideas on it? Uh, to tell you the truth, the only thing I've heard I've heard that ticket sales are a little slower than normal. Yeah. Or slower than expected, I guess. Yeah. Um, I also know that there is the New York, New Jersey Kiss Expo the same days. Yes. Um, up here in the New York, New Jersey area, I'm actually going to be. I'm actually working on uh, the Kissmas party for that event as well. Oh, cool. Um, but you know, so he's got some competition because, of course, if you haven't heard, Ace Frehley is going to be there performing the his first his '78 solo album. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I love that. In its entirety. That was so an exciting announcement. Cool. Yeah. And with that, with those guys backing him up, it's, that's going to sound fucking amazing. No problem. <laughs> yeah. No, was the, I got to tell you, those guys are tight. They were actually my first choice for this year's pre-party was the Big Rock Show. Yeah. Um, but it was Big Rock Show and two of the guys in the band, the two blonde guys, Phil and Phil Jeremy. And Jeremy, yeah. They're in a Kiss tribute band called Blonder Than Hell. Yeah, we, we go, know we it well. Yeah, we, we, are you familiar with them? Oh yeah, yeah. we're we're friends with those guys. We yeah, go, they, we, okay. they yeah. do it here in Nashville well, almost every year, and we go almost every time. Yep. Okay, we we were going to have them come down and play, and I they're wanted so them good. to do double duty and do the rock show as well. Right. Um, but it just didn't work out, and then of course, four by fate and everything else shook up around it, so it worked out great. Yeah. So I, I did a little bit of uh, research on the Memphis shows that Vinny's doing, and I just just out of curiosity to see how tickets are going. And and you, there's actually a, a diagram on the website for the, the shows that shows like how many seats are in each section. And I just I'm a nerd, so I look up stuff like this. So okay. for the Friday show. Um, he's doing a Friday meet and greet. There's no, it doesn't have a quantity listing. That's not sold out yet. Um, for, for the Friday show, there are one, two, three, four, there's five sections out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, five sections out of 10 are sold out. And, but they're smaller sections. Essentially, if I only count what is listed for the sold out sections, cause I can count those seats. It looks like 203 tickets sold for that. Um, obviously there's other sections that aren't sold out that he's probably sold tickets for. Mm -hmm. So I'll round it up to 300. I think that the, the venue holds about 400 people if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Really? The venue only holds 400? It's a, it's a theater style, but it's like a mini theater. Okay. So that's why he's probably doing back to back nights because it's such a small place. But the Saturday show, this is where it gets real sticky. There's only two sections sold out. And if I only count those, that's 57 tickets sold for the Saturday show. Hmm. I'm not sure that adding a second show to this was a great idea. This is my speculation. And I also, and Joe, since you're on the line, I got to say my, my takeaway from his performance at the pre-party thing, I thought it was cool to see him up there and cool to see him playing. And Pat did a great job on the solos, but I think it was a golden opportunity missed. One little run of shred notes yeah. would have sold a shit ton of these tickets, in my opinion. It would have sure silenced a lot of doubt. Uh, there's a lot of doubters out there saying he doesn't have it anymore, and this recent performance I don't think really helped his case any. No. Um, but like you said, it could have been nerves or whatever. I just don't think he did himself any favors as far as these Memphis shows coming up. So This, this circles back to me saying earlier he needs a professional manager. What someone would have done and said, Vinny, you're on stage. Everybody out there is going to have their cameras out, and it will be live and on the Internet in 30 seconds yep. or less. Yep. 
I would have, if it was me, as a promoter and a marketing guy, I would have had my own guy videoing it, ready to go. I would have shredded a couple of solos, and I'd have put that everywhere. And I'd have said, by the way, you can see the full show on December, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. My head goes right to marketing. And this is what he needs. He needs someone to come in and say, do this, 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 and that. Vinny, stop. Don't don't talk. Listen. And just do what I say, and you'll make money. Yep. If he had someone like me on his, like I keep saying like me, I mean someone in my profession. I'm not interested in this position. Um, but if someone was, they could probably make a half a mil for him next year. Mm. And that's a lot of money from a guy who was hiding out in the woods a year ago. Right. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, because like you say, right now, I mean, there's been people talking about this for years. You know, the, the accusations that Vinny don't, doesn't play guitar anymore. Vinny doesn't know how to play. And even when we had him on the show, he was adamant, you know, and he mm-hmm. was like very serious about the point that he practices all the time and he hasn't lost a step and he can shred just like better than ever, you know, mm-hmm. but you haven't ever seen it, you know, and no. like you say, that's a perfect opportunity to do it double with the fact earlier like you said and you know this is the thing we say these things going you know this is what i would think and this is what i would do and this is what i but we're talking about somebody that thinks differently i feel than Mm -hmm. most of us do where to me it would seem obvious like hell yeah you get up stage you get right up in front you get that guitar in everybody's faces and you freaking shred better than you've ever shred before in your life and then like you say joe exactly then it's like yeah you like that now everybody that said i can't play you can suck it and for everybody else i'll see you in memphis in december and you're gonna get every kiss solo you're gonna get every vinnie vincent invasion solo because that's what people crave with this guy because that's what made people love him to begin with you know was his style of playing and how he could just take a guitar and do things with it that were almost unbelievable yeah yeah and yeah. to, but to still promote and say, yeah, you know, Memphis, it's going to be full shred. Well, if you're saying it's going to be full shred, then I'm afraid that's what people are going to expect. Yeah. And if you're up in New Jersey and you're going, man, you know, there's going to be a hell of a kiss party right here that same weekend. But we could go to, you know, Memphis and see Vinnie Vincent shred for maybe, you know, for a lot of fans, the first time ever hearing these songs on for over the years on record and CD and all that. And then never having the opportunity to see him do it live because he's been gone for so long to say, yeah, you know, maybe we'll get another opportunity to see Ace do that somewhere down the line. I don't know, but we may never get a chance to see Vinnie Vincent and we haven't had a chance to see Vinnie Vincent for so long. We've got to make that trip. Right. But there's I also, that I, I, I think doubt. some people might be afraid to spend the money. Yeah. Because, because of the fear of the doubt, you know, because he right. didn't come out and let her rip and show everybody this is a small taste of what you're getting mm-hmm. where it would have been like, Oh yeah. Now that I've seen that we're going to Memphis. Absolutely. Sure. It would have been that, and, that and his now. history canceling events. You, you know, you get scared sometimes. Yeah. Right. Well, and also even beside from that, where's the promotion for these concerts? Like I, I, yeah, there's a website for it, but if you go on the Facebook page for the concert, there's been nothing since September listed. And, I'm like, what are we four weeks away from this thing? Where's the promotion? It's there's, like you said, you're a marketing guy, and I've I've learned through doing Rock and Pod for two years that you have to get the word out, or people are not going to pay attention to you. So you're absolutely right. There's nothing being promoted, and it's odd because there's somebody that we both know that does conventions regularly. You think there would be some real marketing going on behind this, but there's nothing, and it's really strange. 
a general rule of thumb for a live show for 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 me is a 90 day sprint yeah and a six month or six week holy crap with everything full bore so you start at 90 days sprinting and when you're six weeks from from showtime it's all lights out nonstop until you can't breathe anymore and make sure everything is sold out yeah um and that's a general rule of thumb you know you need that time frame i'm not seeing that type of push behind this now that could be the promoter obviously i don't think Vinny is doing these on his own i think derek is involved is he not that's what i heard yeah so if that's the case then Vinny is probably just under contract and letting derek do whatever he wants well he's not doing um, anything then, apparently yeah i mean i don't know what the what the deal is i have no clue i don't talk to him and it's funny i i wanted actually was hoping to, to get some promotion out of him because I figured if, if someone was promoting leading up to the gathering, it would help me sell the 60 tickets that I didn't sell to the first meeting, the Monday meet and greet. Right. You know, because a little extra promotion of him doing something good and something positive might have helped people see, oh, all right, well, maybe I'll go do the one in Miami. Right. Um, and it might have helped me a little bit. So, But, you know, it never came. Yeah, see, that seems funny, too, because the Atlanta Kiss Expo was – there was plenty of promotion behind it. You know, it was everywhere before mm-hmm. the time came for the actual expo itself. So, you know, being that Derek's the same guy that's doing both of these things, you know, I don't see why you wouldn't be pushing it real hard for what it is. But here's something else to consider, too, where maybe it's a little bit of location choice, too, because you figure, like – like Joe, for what you guys did with the gathering down in Miami, well, hell, you guys are preaching to the converted, right? With a K, <laughs> in that situation. But in Memphis, there's nothing else going on. There's no Kiss-related expos or anything going on that weekend or anything that I'm aware of. So it's kind of just its standalone thing. That might have been kind of a mistake to put it there, as opposed to, you know, oh, you got the big expo going on in Jersey, book a. a spot there you mm-hmm. know in in town the weekend of that the night well, of, i think, or I, something I think like the that. thought behind it was because Vinny lives in tennessee he doesn't like to he doesn't fly mm-hmm. so everywhere he goes he has to drive so that made it easy for him um i had thoughts of doing you know new york events um and i had believe me there was all kinds of irons in the fire and every one of them has been pulled out mm-hmm. um but you know my thought was having him come up and doing new year's in new york and we had a whole kiss like weekend planned. Um, you know, I was talking to lots of other guests, same people that, you know, might have been at the Long Island Expo or the other Kiss Expos. We'd even talked to, you know, bringing in another former guitarist from Kiss. That didn't turn out, obviously, because we canceled the event. But point being is is, you know, we we're gonna wrap the entire thing around a, a, a big event. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that he understands that, you know, he's not the huge draw on his own as much as he is to kiss fans from being the guy from kiss totally not the Vinnie Vincent invasion you know what I'm saying the the people that dig into him are people that were into him wearing the makeup they're not into him you know with the spiked wig and and the pink guitar that's it's a a select audience right yeah some of us are I like that you know (laughs) <laughs> Look, let's let's be realistic here. Vinny became Vinny because he was in Kiss. Sure. Yes. So his solo stuff, the people that followed him, most likely were followed him from his evolution out of Kiss. Absolutely. Um, yes. And 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 that's what it is. I mean, you, you you do these Kiss expos, and Vinny would be there. If you if you do a uh, you know like like I did, we had the Kiss cruise pre party. Mm-hmm. Vinny's a good addition. Sure. Um, if I just did something in Miami with him on any other day, I probably would have lost my shirt. Right. 
Yeah. So you're telling us doing a Vinnie Vincent Expo is a bad idea? I don't think it would cover the costs required to pull it off. You're probably right. Well, there. Then I guess you made the right call, Chris. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we, well I, it wasn't going to be a Vinnie Vincent. Well, I know movie. that, but it yeah. seemed like he well, thought it was well, going to be. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, the, the original uh, the original answer was yes, as long as I'm the only guest. And uh, no, not going to do that. Um, but no, uh, he's a uh, he's an interesting person. I um, I don't. And like, I'm not. I'm not like you know rubbing my hands together hoping that Memphis fails. I'm not. I'm not the hater that he wants me to wants people to think I am. But no, I think obviously our the best case scenario is he goes to Memphis. He gets up on stage. He does everything he says he's going to do. Oh, yeah, I hope he, he does. He plays every song the way the fans that have bought tickets to that. Because ultimately, who do I care the most about in this equation? The fans is the people that care enough to buy tickets to that to travel because i know some people are traveling a long distance to be in memphis that weekend my main concern is for them you know for that much commitment time energy money and everything else that goes into it i hope that they everybody gets what they hope that they're going to get because i mean ultimately if that's the case comes out and says guess what people i've been saving it for you gets up on stage rips and tears his guitar to a million pieces you know blows everybody's minds and then goes all right let's start talking about making new music now right. you know and that's ultimately what we've wanted all along sure. is that new vinnie vincent music you know so ideally that's the way it goes yeah will it happen though if, if i if i was a betting man probably not i wouldn't put a lot of i, I wouldn't put a lot on that wager well and joe i want to bring this up because you brought up the all the south american fans that that were at your your event and you know a yep. lot of south america fell in love with him because of those rio shows oh totally and yeah. That's who I felt the worst for as far as him not shredding at your event was because I was I wanted I thought because these people, they can't pay to fly back here to go to Memphis. So it's like it would have been nice for them to get that. You know, it's funny. These Kiss Cruises have you meeting people from all over the world. And I've met and become friendly and friends with people that will be in my life forever Mm -hmm. or that I'll see every year until the cruises are gone. And a lot of them are from overseas, from South America specifically and uh, from from Sweden. Uh, But the South American people are so passionate, not just for Vinny, but for Kiss. They it's just it's a it's a love affair that is fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at one point they um, they did the ole, ole, ole. ole. (laughs) I heard that. That That was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> and it was fun. I mean, it was like, and I think Vinny really, he fed off it. He must have. And I think yeah. that's why he did the uh, third song. I Look, I'm going to be honest with all all everybody that's, that's, that's listening. Karma is a bitch. So I don't wish bad on anyone. Um, I hope everything goes well. I hope Memphis is a blast and everybody who goes there gets to see him shred. I hope that everybody who came to the gathering got everything that they expected and more and had a wonderful time and will, and will remember it for as long as they you know live on this rock. Yeah. But karma is a bitch, and it always has a way of coming back and biting those who treat people wrong. So I look at it like this. I did everything I needed to do to make sure that everybody had a good time. My karma is intact. I'm going to go to the, on to my next phase. We're doing a meet and greet for the Madison Square Garden um Kiss show. We're going to do, do something up in New York City. Mm. So that's where my focus is going to be now for the next uh, couple of weeks. Oh, you're going, you're, you're doing the meet and greet? Yeah, we're going, well, I'm not doing a meet and greet. I'm doing um, a pre party. Um, basically, oh. we, we've got a uh, facility up in um, uh, about a block from Madison Square Garden. 
Uh, it's a great bar with a second floor. We're going to have the whole second floor. We're going to have, uh, you know, open bar and food. And it's going to be a nice thing for Kiss fans coming from all over the world to because uh, that, that's a big destination show. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to tap into some people and have a have a nice little party up there. So that, that's where my efforts are going to be for a little while. Very cool. Sounds fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, if anybody's going to Madison Square Garden, message me and uh, I'll give you the, the info. Cool. And let us know when you when you get the details for that out. We'll help spread the word for you. Shoot, yeah. I uh, appreciate that. Well, the big thing I hope you guys don't mind helping with, we are going to do the uh, the gathering is retired. Uh, Andy is done. I think oh. you guys heard Andy retired after this year. Oh, man. And, you know, and he's done eight parties, eight or nine parties since the, since the you know, cruise started. The guy's just. He's he's got a wedding to plan and he's done his bid for king and country. He's going to take some time <laughs> off and miss the next one at least. So we're going to um, we're going to go ahead with it. Um, it is not going to be called a gathering anymore. I'm going to retire that uh, for uh, for Andy's sake. It's his name, and we're just going to go with the Kiss Cruise pre party. You know, and we might tag Bon Voyage or something on there. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but we've already uh, – and we're in the process now of securing a venue that's three times the size of the venue we were in this year. Wow. So we have more room. Um, I'm talking with two major national artists uh, that I think are really going to be a big draw. Uh, um, originally, we were talking to Greta Van Fleet, but they were – they got too big too quick. Yeah, um, they're pretty big now. Price yeah. Well, when I was talking to them, it was like six, eight months ago. I was already planning next year's party, but they wouldn't reserve that far out. And we started talking numbers, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah. So long story short – uh, we have some things in the works, and uh, I'm also working on an interesting reunion of sorts. So keep that in the back of your mind. Oh, nice! I think I know it's where you're a going. Mystery. <laughs> I hope I'm right, though. We'll see. That's what's known in the uh, as, as as a tease. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I hope it is what I'm thinking. I think I. I well, because if, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, I think I'm, I'm thinking what you're well, thinking. I think I'm connecting some planets, but I'll just uh, say that much. Oh, nice. <laughs> Don't want to count my planets before they're hatched. Golly, you got to love you promoters, you know. The day after the event, what are you talking about? Next, Next year's year. event. Yeah. You know, that's, that's <laughs> that sums up Chris Sinzak and the Rock and Pot Expo. The next, next two days, he's calling going, I got some great ideas. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've like, already whoa, got a... dude, it was only two days ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you got to you gotta keep that momentum going, it's, especially when it's all still fresh in your head. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's actually the best time to have what um, we used to call out of <laughs> – we we call it post mortem yeah. uh, when, when we get together, and we just sit and we go over everything from the event. And you know that was one of the first things we did when we got back. Even though we all had the kiss crud, we we kind of bounced some ideas off each other. Um, but Chris, you know I, I'm I'm looking forward to getting involved uh, a little bit with the rock and pod and yeah. helping out a little Sweet. bit there too. Uh, hopefully, I'm able to bring something to the table that makes it makes my involvement worth worth worthwhile. You know, oh, I'm uh, I'm incredibly excited to work with you on it because. With your background and history of doing it, I mean, I'm only going into my third year, so um, I'm uh, I'm looking to look at you as my Yoda for the next year because uh, <laughs> I need I need the mentorship. Believe me. <laughs> well, I got the years for you, I guess. Okay, and the, but you're not green, but that's all, it's all good. <laughs> no, I'm not green. Okay. Although I was green when I got off the Kiss Cruise, I had the crud. Isn't that crazy? How these types of any large gathering of people, and I I get sick every year after the expo. It's just everybody gets the crud after these things. Because we're all you getting know, older. You're, you're in a. It's like a petri dish. It I is. Mean, you get poor oh, yeah. people, and it's one. It's really what it is. So, 
I washed my hands. I was scrubbing with hand sanitizer, and like all I needed was one of those masks that they wear when they when people in Japan wear when they walk around. <laughs> and, and I, but I didn't have one, uh, so next year maybe. They just stay pickled the whole time. Yeah, that helps yeah. too. Yeah. Well, that was part of the course. <laughs> <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> well, Joe, it's been a lot of fun having you on. Thanks for coming on and sharing the story of this. It's it's interesting to hear the behind the scenes on it. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully, uh, we get to do this again. And you know, as we get more stuff going on about, about the Kiss Cruise pre-party, I'll uh, keep you guys posted. And let's um, we always go out with a playout song. Pick a Kiss song you want us to play out the show on today. Charisma. Oh, that's a good one. Nice. What makes you pick charisma? Um, I like to think that uh, I have a little. Oh, nice. <laughs> now, and humble, too. I like. <laughs> All right. Here's charisma, and we'll see you next week, folks. <laughs> So there you have it. That was a pretty interesting talk with Joe. Yeah, uh, very eye-opening and uh, interesting to hear about how things went start to finish in Miami with Vinny's appearance down there. And then we wrapped it up with our talks at the time of what our expectations or what our thoughts are, what's going to happen in Memphis. Expectations are low. Well, then things... Well, now they're zero. Yeah, and then a few days later, things completely changed. And... uh, should I just read the announcement? Yeah, go ahead and read it. I mean, we'll we'll consider this all one big thing because it kind of goes together. So, uh, the- so what we've established so far: Vinnie Vincent showed up at the gathering thing, got on stage, and didn't play for shit. Yeah, no solos and uh, barely kinda, any guitar playing. Kind of looked lost, and uh, 
which I'll get to my thoughts on that in a minute. Um, I'm a, I'm going to be a little less diplomatic than I was during our talk with Joe, just because of the recent developments. Yeah, so yeah, because this warned. puts a whole new twist to it. So here's the announcement: came out November fifteenth at eleven forty-seven a.m. from the Vinnie Vincent Live Facebook page, titled "December Dates Postponed to February 2019." All Star Band announced, including Carmine Apice or a piece, and Tony Franklin. The Vinnie Vincent dates in Memphis on December 7th and 8th have been postponed until February 8th and 9th in Nashville due to additional scheduling and logistical requirements by the promoter. Promoter Derek Christopher announced Vinnie is ready to rock and roll and is disappointed by the postponement, but we needed extra time to add and confirm additional guests for the show. We wanted to make sure it's done right. With the announcement of the new dates, it was also announced we were pleased to announce that Vinny will have an all-star band in February that will include Carmine Apice on drums and Tony Franklin on bass. Basically, Blue Murder without John Sykes. Yeah. More special guests will be announced soon. Tickets for the December 7th show will be honored on the February 8th date, and for the 8th, December 8th show will be honored on the February 9th date. To exchange your tickets for the rescheduled dates or to request a refund, go to VinnieVincentLive.com or the, uh, and visit the website's FAQ page for more info. Okay, first off, fuck this guy. I'm sorry, but actually I'm not sorry. Uh, This is inexcusable, and I know this is written up to make it look like this is purely on the promoter who is Derek Christopher, who we all remember from the Atlanta Expo, Right. who I will first give credit to for bringing Vinny out of the shadows, although maybe that wasn't a good move. Um, And secondly... um, you could announce that you're resurrecting John Bonham and Jimi Hendrix for this damn thing in February. It doesn't excuse moving a damn show weeks before it's supposed to happen, two and a half weeks before it's supposed to happen, and screwing people out of uh, hotel and airfare money that they paid money for. Yeah, so let me ask you this, because I know you know people. A number of people. That were going to do this from different parts of the country, Some, planning on flying in, yeah. getting hotel, all that. So when something like this happens, can you just go to your hotel and be like, hey, the show that I was going to go to canceled and I need my money back? Can you just go to the airline and be like, I'm not going to need this flight, so can I get all my money back? I think in certain situations, you might be able to get a refund on your hotel room. But from what I know, and I'm not an expert, this is all subjective, um, Hotel, I mean, flights are usually not refundable. And yeah. I, a lot of these people I've talked to that are personal friends of mine, they're like, no, I'm out hundreds of dollars because of this. Damn. And that's bad enough. But then also some of these people, they can't make them at the Nashville show in February. Right. So what the hell are you thinking? If you want to do a show in Nashville on in February with Why not with do one in guys, Memphis and then also yeah, do one in Nashville? honor the damn thing that you agreed to do at Graceland and do the damn show for the people that paid money for that. Right. That is not fair to them, and there's no fucking excuse for it. I don't care if you need extra time for logistics or whatever. If you're a professional promoter, you should know better than that. Right. If I did, Could you imagine if Rock and Pod was two weeks away and I said, no, we're going to move it? Four months down the road, how well do you think that would have gone over? That would have been terrible because all the different podcasts and people that planned from coming from all over North America would have been totally screwed. Yeah. So, because now they're having to go back to their jobs and say, hey, I guess I don't need these days off, but now I need these days off. Maybe maybe you planned on that date and set something else aside for it or whatever. There's you know? people that were coming from out of the country for this. And now they're screwed. Wow. You know how hard it is to book international travel and then have to reschedule your life around? People work jobs. They have responsibilities. And to make them up and change everything two and a half weeks before the show was supposed to take place? No. This is on Vinny and the promoter. Both of them, they deserve each other in my opinion. This is unorganized bullshit. And uh, 
Yeah, I'm tired of being diplomatic on this. And Vinny uh, has clearly no, he's well, he's done nothing to instill any confidence in anybody. Absolutely not. Um, showing up in Miami and like everybody's like, oh, we'll give him credit for getting up on stage and, and holding a guitar. I'm sorry, bullshit. People paid money to see you play two songs that you were contracted to play, and you show up and you can t- and everyone you can tell that you didn't do any preparation for this show one at all. You showed up and you just wanted to collect your paycheck and do the bare minimum. I'm sorry, that may be good enough for some people, but I don't think so. I think that's incredibly unprofessional. And I think that this is all showing that all this guy cares about is money. He hasn't cared about music in a long time. No, because, you know, musicians that care about music, they can't help but play. You know, they can't help but try to create something. You know, when you're doing it just for the money, then you're not playing because of the joy of playing. Because you'd continue to play all along. Right. So that tells you that you're doing it for the money because, I mean, you're not even willing to practice. Yeah, I mean... I mean, even if it is for the money, I mean, do you still feel the value of being able to deliver the goods? Can't you even, should. Can't even play the solo to I Love It Loud? Really? But you're going to do two full shred shows in Nashville in February? Give me a break. And what's going to happen when Carmen and Tony show up? And these guys are quality, oh, high, amazing. high quality musicians. And they're going to show up, and you're going to be in the role of John Sykes? I don't think so. This is, and then also on the poster, they put Tony and Carmine's picture up there, and then in tiny, tiny print, special guest Robert Fleischman. What is that about? Yeah, shouldn't Robert Fleischman be a top bill too? He was initially. But now he's like being minimized. I don't. I don't get. The, and like. And I know some of you, uh, Vinny fans, that will worship no matter what he does. Oh, we'll see now. Chris is being exposed as the hater he always was. No, I don't think so. My no. eyes have been opened. Yeah. Listen. After all I've heard from people that have had to work with this guy, not just myself, but and not from, just Joe, not just Joe. I've heard from so many people that have worked behind the scenes with this guy. He may be great to the fans in person, and I don't take that away from him. He's great at these signings. He signs your stuff. He tells stories. He's charming. Yeah. He was to us in Atlanta. But to do the but the behind-the-scenes stuff, you're seeing the real person for what they are. And there may be issues. There may be stuff going on that, uh, you know, that make him different than a normal person, but there's no excuse for basically conning people and ripping them off and, or, or putting people that are trying to put you in the best light through hell in the months leading up to an event. Right. I can't tell you how relieved I am that I never, that I didn't decide to, to work with him. And it's a damn shame because it all could have been so good, you know, all Mm -hmm. along, you know, like I said, with the, the gathering thing, all it would have took was Vinnie Vincent to step out front and just wail just do a little bit of wailing yeah. on that guitar. Show that you could still do what you claim that you can do. Yep. You know, be what you're known for being. You know, if you, if honestly, if you're still holding on to it and you can't play, just come forward and be like, "Look, guys, you know, I love the love that you're giving me, and I feel like I'm stringing you along because I feel like you might turn on me if I can't play." But man, if you've learned anything from this, your fans are crazy. They're crazy about you, yeah. and they will love you no matter what. So if it's a fact that you can't play, come clean, man. Just come clean and be out front about it, and everyone will understand and have more respect for you at the end of the day than if you drag them along, bilk them into doing this concert for a second time now, not just the Memphis one, but now the one upcoming in Nashville. If you screw over the people in Nashville, just like you may have screwed over the people that were planning on seeing you in Memphis, 
it's over, man. Just, There's I, nowhere to go from there. I don't know how anyone has any confidence in this going forward. You can't have confidence. Any confidence and, is the least thing anybody's yeah. got. And of course, you know, as I got to state, this is all our opinion, of course, but because I don't know all the facts. But I can just tell you from my perspective, this feels like a giant work, and uh, I don't go on awry. Yeah, I mean, if it's a work, if it's See, that's what I was trying to say with Joe, too, a little bit, trying to play devil's advocate, just kind of looking at it at the point of view as, is this a work? Can he play? Is he waiting to unload it on everybody at the last minute to throw it in everybody's faces? If this is a work, it's gone awry. It's not gone the way that you planned it, if that's the way it is. Moving this show just weeks before it it's supposed to take place this all this does is embolden everyone who's like see you can't trust him right and i'm the guy who always wanted to believe that it could actually work just like the thing in the gathering embolden everyone that said that he couldn't play right he's all he's doing is proving the haters right yeah and you know and like i know some people are gonna be listening going well why is chris so mad about it? it's not like he's gonna go see them and you're right i wouldn't cross the street to see this guy live right I that doesn't wouldn't. but that's besides the point i'm talking to the person you know moving this show these are the last people you have left that still believe in you right because you got to know that if people saw say say two fans two in particular that i got in my mind that i'm not going to mention but you know who i'm talking I about do. two of the biggest vinnie vincent fans we know bought tickets for memphis both traveling long distances to get there both are dealing with the hassle now of hopefully being able to get their airfare and their hotel money back probably not but hoping still got to deal with that hassle now how do they feel you know when they saw you on stage in florida and not playing how did that make them feel the two biggest Vinnie vincent fans that i know The two that are holding on, despite all the pink flags popping up all over the place, they're still standing with you, still believing you, still bought tickets to that show, still got the airfare, still got the hotel. Bam, it's over for them. Now, like I said, dealing with the hassle of trying to get your money back, also dealing with the feeling of being majorly let down. Totally. Clearly, this was something they were very, very much looking forward to. These people have been waiting to see Vinnie Vincent shred for how many years now? At least 20? Right. That's a long time. And let me say this. To get to keep snatching it away. Snatching it away. Every expectation you lay down, every promise that you're making to your fans, you're snatching it away. How many more times do you think you're going to be able to do this? Not many. And who's going to be left? Well, and that's part of my issue is, like, you know, the thing hit Derek's the promoter of this. I know a number of people, well, us included, we were supposed to get a number of things in our VIP package when we did the meet and greet. We never got any of that that stuff. stuff. There's a bunch of people that never got their stuff. And then, like, but then to sign back on with this guy, and I'm not going to make this only about Derek. I think these these guys are two peas in a pod. I think, I mean, it's just, there's... You can give me all the excuses in the world. They're not good enough to, to cancel this thing two and a half weeks before it's supposed to take place. No. You, you know, contract or not, a man is only as good as his word. And right now, your your word is nothing. Nothing. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's really sad. And I, I'm angry for the people that got screwed on this. Big time. Because they're friends of ours. Yeah. It's we just don't like cool. it. It's like if you're going to have issues and be a mess as a human, that's fine. But don't tear other people down in the process. And uh, there's just a trail of damage left behind. And, you know, then some people are like, well, Vinny hasn't said anything. It's all been the promoter that said that uh, that it was all his call for this. I'm sorry, but Vinny Vincent's going to do what he wants to do. Nobody's going to postpone a show without his say-so. Right. In my opinion. But 
come on. I mean, let's let's. I mean, I know enough to know that he, that anyone that works with him, he's the guy calling the shots for sure. That's I know that much. But this is oh, I can't. I mean. I, I don't, and I take no joy in this. Like I know some people think I should be laughing because of this. I'm not. No, it it really it feels bad it makes me because mad. because we were supporters and it took us the hard way to find out. And now we feel bad because we're seeing other people having to go through the hard way to find out. Just like people were sad for us when they went through it yeah. and seen us go through it too. I feel so. I mean, you know, we're here. We are doing giving a spotlight to it again. But it's just like I feel bad for giving this guy any press at all over the years. Honestly. Well, maybe this one here is just trying to help people out, trying to save them from the same experience we've had, save people from the same experience that so many people have had, and save people from getting screwed on their hotel and airfare and their plans and their time. Well, I'll say this. I'm not going to tell you what to do or not to do with your money. If you want to go see him in February in Nashville, feel free. But all I'm going to say is buyer beware. Yeah. Because from what I've seen... It looks like history's repeating itself. I don't know how you can take it any other way. Well, I'll tell you this. At least you got a little consolation if the Nashville show gets canceled also and you're already in town. You can come hang out with us. Yeah, we'll be around. We're we'll not going to be at the show. We're not going to be at the show, but we'll be around. So if that gets canceled too, we'll be your backup date. I am looking at a fake mustache. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won't be there. Trust me. A fake onk. Yeah, a fake onk. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Gene and Paul come after me too. Uh-huh. Um but no, I don't. You know, I I'm done being diplomatic about this guy. I hate to hate that it's come to this, but so be it. You know, this is uh, this is inexcusable. You don't do this. Do the Memphis show and honor your commitment, and then do a Nashville show. But don't move it like this. No, don't. Yeah, screwing over the last of your fans, man. It's it's not cool at all. And uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got to say on it. Want to do a playout song? No. No? No, not really. We're just going to say goodbye? Let's just say goodbye. All right. Until next time. See you next time. As long as Vinnie Vincent's still out there making news, we'll keep doing Vinnie Vincent specials. Yeah, I guess so. Good, bad, or otherwise. We have a great show that focuses on the classic lineup of Kiss next week, though. Yeah, you guys are going to really love that. Have a good week. See ya. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.